I've been thinking a lot recently about different series that I could do for my channel. One of the main ones that came up and I also recently just completed a class where we saw this kind of stuff is uh, essentially doing a series on the state of the market. I can maybe title this thing, How is the Market Feeling? Where in this series I'd be talking about market valuations, sentiment, changes in federal policy, interest rates, bonds, that kind of thing. So if that's something that you'd be interested in seeing, just let me know below. If I see that there's enough interest, I might make this thing like a, like a weekly series. So yeah, just uh, sit tight and uh, obviously before going any further, of course, let's finagle this bagel. So I want to start off by talking about what I've been noticing in the markets. It seems like there's been a rotation of funds towards larger cap stocks. Mainly we've seen a lot of flow go into the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. And it seems like this increase in market cap from these large cap stocks has somewhat perhaps skewed the market average. And that's why a lot of people are talking about the market being overvalued. But with that being said, it seems like small to mid cap companies have not seen that much capital inflow, indicating that this sector might be more undervalued. And just a quick reminder for those who don't know, PE ratios are used to compare companies' prices to their earnings. And it's a good way of seeing over time if investors are willing to pay more money for the same company. In other words, is the stock price higher than what the company is performing relatively? If we see a low historical PE in a certain industry or in a stock, that can mean that this particular stock or industry might be undervalued. So it might seem to me that at the moment, especially talking about small caps, they are more undervalued. I've also recently looked at a study talking about the number of secondary offerings coming from profitable versus unprofitable companies. And in the past, we've seen this graph dip below the zero line on two occasions, and those two occasions coincided right before stock market crashes. Now, what this means is that when you see a lot of secondary offerings, meaning companies raising capital, if these offerings are coming from unprofitable companies, it just means that there's a higher likelihood of there being less financial stability in the economy. I also want to bring to the attention that we've seen crashes in the past and this has not happened. Another thing worth mentioning is that we are currently in extraordinary times. The stock market has been reaching new highs all along in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. The economy has not been faring too well. So you had companies essentially forced in a position where they had to raise capital, it's either do or die. So in that sense, when we're looking at that, I'm not necessarily saying that we're going to see a crash. I'm just saying that the economy might not be as financially strong as before. Another thing that's very important to point out too is that we're currently at very low interest rates. And what does this mean? It means that companies can borrow a lot of money at very cheap prices and levels. And the money that they borrow can be something that can be used for growth expansion. It's something that increases the money velocity in the economy. And by consequence, it also pushes up valuations. So we have a huge mix of things going on here. And going back to large cap companies, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, the reason why these companies had a specific larger amount of cash inflow is because of the nature of what these companies do. Think about it. This was the beginning of the pandemic. Everything started closing down. You were forced to be at home and the only way to consume were for things at home. And look at these companies. It's Amazon, Facebook, Netflix, Google. You know, just speaking for myself, but I'm sure for most of the other people around there, it's 
our usage that just went through the roof when the pandemic started of these services. So just think about it that way. It's simple supply and demand. But what's important to look at is what's going on right now. You know, the economy is reopening. And I would say it's reopening pretty much full force. There's a lot of things at play right now. We have a labor shortage where unfortunately due to restrictions and also lack of demand, companies can't hire enough employees to catch up with the demand. So yes, right now it is a limiting factor, but take a step back and think about it a bit more long term. That means that there's more room to hire. There's more room to converge towards the potential GDP. But it seems like we're kind of at a dead moment in the market. Investing is a lot less exciting than it was last year. If you want to call it a few, I guess, speculative bubbles have popped, like the EV, psychedelic, SPAC bubbles. And so with all that being said, what to do? What to think of it? Even though the economy is booming, what seems to be less clear at the moment is what's going to happen with inflation on the horizon? There's a lot of fear with regards to this, and that's kind of what has been scaring investors so much. There's the chance that upcoming earnings could fall short of expectations. So what we might have been seeing recently with the stock market pulling back might possibly be the market selling off in anticipation for worse earnings. That's not a bad thing. I'd rather my stocks slowly chug up then go boom, bust, boom and bust. I'd rather it be a strong and sustained move that can last for decades. But look, either way, on my side, the show goes on. I'm going to keep on riding my stocks if they go higher. I'm not going to say no to more gains. But on the flip side, of course, if things are to get much worse, I'm going to continue executing on my three-part plan. Now, just a quick recap on my three-part plan, even though I talked about this in a different video. Step number one for me is selling all of my $10 SPACs to create liquidity. And that's something that I've already started doing. By the way, today I just sold NGAC, which was one of my previous SPACs that I owned. And at the moment, I probably have less than 5% of my portfolio left in $10 SPACs. But that is money that I can still go get if I needed to create liquidity for a market crash to start buying the dip. Part number two of my plan, and by the way, this is not in a specific order. The part number two is going on margin. I do have access to margin. I have a Quest Trade account. I'm in Canada where they charge me 6% APY. It's a bit of a ripoff, but not many better choices in Canada from what I've seen and for stock market accounts that are my size. If you want the referral code for $25 when you sign up for Quest Trade, link below. And step number three is selling all of my common shares and transferring them to Leaps. Now, that's actually something that I've already started doing with my highest conviction stock, which is CleanSpark. So when CleanSpark started going down, I started buying 2023 call options. And if the stock keeps on going lower, I'm actually going to start selling my shares. At the moment, approximately half of my CleanSpark position is in options. And before I end the video, I just want to remind you that the worst thing to do in any situation is to make emotional decisions. There's no need to FOMO in this market because things could change in the blink of an eye. And look at your stocks. If you're starting to have thoughts about, I'm going to sell all of my stocks, I want to avoid the pain. Think about it this way. Look at the stocks that you own and try to imagine a scenario, project your company five years into the future in your mind and look at where it's going. You know, If the company is going to be in a better place than where it is today, then why would you sell? Having a long-term mindset like this helps drown the noise. Now, of course, I'm not blind to what's going on in the market. I'm constantly adapting, reevaluating the positions in my portfolio. I've been quite active recently. I just recently increased my share position in CleanSpark 
Yesterday, I bought some Clean Spark. I bought some Tattooed Chef. Just today, I doubled down on my position on Alibaba stock at $199.80 per share. That's just a classic case of a very fundamentally strong company. Very overvalued compared to their peers. Still growing like it's a growth company, but yet it's the size of a large cap company. So for me, that was a no-brainer buy. Then I've also been trading quite a bit more recently. It's, the market hasn't been that good for this environment, but I'm still up on a significant amount of stocks. As you can see, I got a 2% gain in 9 minutes the other day. Got a few percent gain on SoFi. Then yesterday, I decided to dabble in a few really high-risk OTC stocks. Got an 11% gain in only 3 minutes, so that's a very cool one. And yeah, these are things that I do on a daily in my private stock group. Every single day, I'm buying and selling stocks. If you're interested in joining, feel free to check it out. It's in the description below. And as I like to say, now is the time for patience. Give your stocks some space. Give them time to run. Maybe take a second away from your screen. But look, what I'm saying is invest, but carefully. 2020 was a wild year and the beginning of 2021 as well, but it wasn't a normal year. What we're seeing right now in the market is a normal stock market. So that pretty much wraps up the video. My quick thoughts for today. Kind of disjointed. I try to make this video very quickly. So anyways, I still hope it was okay. And if you haven't done so already, I'd really appreciate a subscribe. I'm almost at 5,000 subscribers. I was thinking of doing something like a portfolio reveal or something like that. And let me know if that'd be interesting or if you have any other ideas. Anyways, that wraps up the video. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate all your support. See ya.